Do you despise rock and roll? Do you think Elvis is a hound dog? Do you understand the words of any popular song? Here, for the first time, the whole ghastly plot is revealed. The conspiracy of cacophony traced to its cosmic lair. There was nothing supernatural about the way Clay Clinton got his start. That comes later. In the beginning, there was only Luther Snodgrass of Crump Creek, Texas. Nobody paid much attention to Luther Snodgrass at first, including his own mother. She took one look at the squalling brat when he was born, then dumped him in the railway ditch next to the water tower. Within five hours, she took the next freight out of town and vanished into oblivion, Oklahoma. All she bequeathed the infant was his name, scribbled with the stub end of a pencil on the inside of a sternal label. She christened him with a half pair of panties, which she had ripped down the middle and wound around his spindle shanks, as he lay cradled in an old orange crate. Her message was brief and to the point, if any. To whom it may concern, please, somebody take care of my baby boy. His name is Luther Snodgrass, after his father, the no-good son of a bitch he ran out on me in Waco. Hoping you are the same. Joylene Crutt A gandy dancer named Hank Peavy found Luther and his letter of introduction to a waiting world, within a matter of minutes after the freight pulled out. He called the sheriff, and the sheriff took the baby to the county hospital, and the county hospital, after a few desultory efforts to locate either Joylene Crutt or the no-good son of a bitch he had honored with the paternity of her offspring, passed the infant on to the county orphanage at Crump Creek. Luther Snodgrass did a lot of howling when he was a baby, but nobody can lay credit to discovering him then. In due time, he grew up to attend grammar school, where he pledged allegiance to the American flag, broke three windows, learned how to read goofball comics, and write, Old Lady Krantz has dirty pants, and do elementary sums, cigarettes 28 cents, muscatel 59 cents a fifth. At the age of 16, he completed his formal education and his informal education simultaneously, the latter through the kind offices of a young lady named Loretta Switzel. Unfortunately for Luther Snodgrass, Miss Switzel was her father's pride and joy, rivaled in his affections only by the twelve-gauge shotgun that he subsequently pointed in Luther's direction. Luther got out of range in a manner apparently traditional in his family. He hopped the next rattler. What he did in El Paso, we'll probably never know. What he did in Fort Worth was thirty days for vagrancy. During the next two years, it almost seemed as if the young man were destined to become a writer. At least he underwent what is apparently the customary apprenticeship for that career. He was a dishwasher in a restaurant, a house-to-house salesman, a fry cook, and a merchant seaman. Actually, however, he flunked out on his last requirement. Luther Snodgrass never really went to sea. He merely did some work as an itinerant stevedore on the banana boats moored at the docks in New Orleans. It was there, presumably, that he picked up his talent for the guitar, along with something else which he was fortunately able to get rid of after a few visits to the public health clinic. But the musical affliction persisted. Probably some of the local roustabouts encouraged him. He even managed to obtain possession of his own instrument. Fortunately, nobody asked to examine the dice during the game, 
and before long he was playing and passing the hat in the French Quarter. The Vaucray Association takes a dim view of such activities on Bourbon Street, but he managed to get into a few dives on Decatur and Chartres. He developed a popular repertoire, including such authentic folk classics as The Harlot of Jerusalem, Christopher Colombo and that plaintive ballad, Ring Dang Do. The few connoisseurs of folk music who heard him agreed unanimously that Josh White in his prime had never sounded anything like that. Luther Snodgrass was already beginning to develop his distinctive wriggling style. He learned that it was better to writhe and keep moving, so as to avoid any missiles aimed his way by listeners who didn't appreciate his talent. It was during this period that opportunity knocked on young Luther's door.